Hi guys, um, once again, my name is Soap Corcoran, welcome to, see, I don't know how, where this episode will line up actually, which is funny, because um, I met with the dean last week, and I was like, yeah, yeah, like this will totally be like the final interview of the year, and I don't know now, but I'm with my very special guest today, um, the assistant dean, uh, Tim Butler. Thank you, it's great to be here. Very excited. Um so how is this little bit of a rainy week going for you? Are you Well, it's this time of year is it's great and it's tough because yeah. it's in in one respect it's kind of grueling because it's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, students are kind of hunkered down for finals and all of that. Mm-hmm. Classes are over, but um but on the flip side, mm-hmm. well, on the the downside like a lot of problems come out now and so everybody's under a lot of stress. However, this is also the time of year where we're doing like a lot of celebrations and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, we ended the year with a lot of really cool programs and then there's graduation and we have celebration cer- ceremonies for student leaders and all kinds of stuff. So it's, yeah. it's, there's always kind of this duality to it. Yeah. And I just have to say the speech that you gave. Um, so me and Kate, uh, DJ, the multicultural yeah. graduation, Which and was your awesome, speech was great. <laughs> yeah, it was. And I just think it's so important that the school celebrates and has something like that. hundred yeah. percent. Um, and I think like Dewan gave a great speech and mm-hmm. so did, um, Zuman and they yeah. were just really, really, really like great. And, uh, Kate who, um, once the run for like a QSU head was like, I really like, they were like, I really would love to participate in this when I get to that graduation. And I just think it's so important that we have that diversity yeah. here on campus. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree. So for, um, actual graduation, how are, how are you feeling with that coming up? Are you stressed? You know? Well, I, I like to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, I could process, but I opt not to do that. Yeah. Um, it's just not my, it's not my thing, but, mm-hmm. um, I like to go and volunteer, um, to be there and support students. So I, I just think it's really awesome to see students graduate. It's, yeah. I, you know, like I had said in my speech, it's really kind of my favorite. I do like the opening of the year too, cause yeah. that's all very exciting, but mm-hmm. really I think, celebrating students accomplishments and i mean if you work at a college this is really what you yeah there there are students that you see graduate that you're like ah oh, because i i might know everything they've overcome or yeah. work through or it's just like what a great time for them to um you know to kind of launch into the next part of their lives and their careers but mm-hmm. you know at the same time some of the people you're like ah. Oh, it's really, really tough to see them go, especially, like, the rock stars, you know. Yeah, says. like, I know, like, a bunch of seniors that are their undergraduate and are yeah. just leaving, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I miss you so much. <laughs> like, even though you've only sat in front of me twice in two different classes, yeah. like, they've been yeah. great. Um, but, yeah, I, I think this is, especially post-COVID, like, I can't even imagine, like, um, I went to the doctors on Monday, and there's no more mass mandates in the hospitals. Right. And it's crazy to see that now there's kids who are going to have, like, my brother graduates high school this year, and it's like now these kids are actually able to have the opportunity to kind of have, like, a quote-unquote normal graduation. Right. Right, and I right. think this is, what, Jefferson's first year having that post-pandemic, right? Like, well, yeah. it's, they, they had... This is probably the first full graduation. Yeah. You know, they've had, um, I mean, last year they had graduation too, but yeah, it's really been, they've kind of had to kind of evolve and and grow back into where they were prior, you know, pre-COVID. 
yeah and that's it's always, it's always just so sad because I, I had um a guest on here um one of my professors Krista Schmidt and she graduated in 2020 and she was like yeah it totally doesn't like make me upset at all to see all these people like I graduated the year after but it was like normal so it was all outside and everything right, was right. still prom whatever right. but it's like some people had none of that so yeah. I think it's great that we're just kind of finally back to yes. where we were um, so I also, I like to ask this, um, just kind of as we wrap up to the end of the year, um, how did you get to the position that you're in today? Because I'm just always so fascinated to hear like the footsteps and like the, where you started and then how you've gotten to where you are today. Uh, this is an interesting story. Yeah. And I think as a student, you'll appreciate this. So, mm-hmm. um, so I originally, uh, when I was coming out of high school, mm-hmm. one of the first things I wanted to do was I wanted to be a music major. Yeah. So, um, just because of my involvement and my interest and stuff, but that kind of, you know, I was like, eh, I don't know if I, I don't really want to be a music teacher yeah. and I don't know if I want to go into like vocal performance or all this stuff. So mm-hmm. things kind of bounced back and forth. And then I was going to get into graphic design mm-hmm. at that time. It was called commercial art. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I ended up going to school. I got my undergraduate. Um, I went to temple and I got my undergraduate in, um, business administration and marketing, because it was kind of like advertising, marketing, and mm-hmm. I was kind of figure out what I wanted to do. But then I would not characterize myself as somebody who was overly involved in yeah. college. I played baseball, mm-hmm. um, but then I quit. Um, and then, you know, I I was doing stuff. Um, I was involved in the radio station. <laughs> really? Um, and, but I got involved in, like, student government, and, you know, I kind of became a student leader. But I got involved in orientation. Yeah. Which was kind of the, that was kind of the, the pivot point for me. And I remember the, my supervisor at the time when I was involved in orientation, he was, he was actually a, a dean over at Temple. Yeah. And he approached me, he pulled me aside, he goes, you know, you should do this for a living. <laughs> and I'm like, do what? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, like student affairs, you know, like oh. student life. And I was like, oh, that's like a thing. That's <laughs> like your job. Of course it's a thing. So yeah. he kind of mentored me. Uh, into the field Mm -hmm. and I ended up going back to grad school and um did you go back to temple I did yeah I did and I got uh, a graduate assistantship there which was which was kind of great because that helped me pay for grad school definitely and that's where I think college for me started to make a lot more sense it was a lot more a little bit more focused as to what I wanted to do yeah um and then when I graduated um, at that time, the, the market was really, really difficult and mm-hmm. I had been landscaping at the time and, um, I worked on an estate and, but through my networking and connections I made in grad school and through yeah. my mentor, mm-hmm. I actually found out about an interim wow. position mm-hmm. at Philadelphia college of textiles and science, oh, yeah. which is the real estate we're sitting on. And yeah. I ended up getting an interim position in student activities. Mm-hmm. I was a coordinator of student activities. It was supposed to only be for one semester while they um, were um, searching for that role. Mm -hmm. And so I was in student activities. um, And um, it's kind of a longer story, but I I actually ended up getting hired for the position. Really? um, Something that was very meaningful for me, students actually petitioned for me. Oh, my gosh. to, To get the job. And there was quite a quite a quite a bit of dust up on campus yeah. about some of the student action that was taken to advocate for me to, mm-hmm. to get the role, even yeah. though I was kind of seen at that point as being a little green and they mm-hmm. wanted somebody with more experience. But mm-hmm. 
So um, I ended up getting um, that position yeah. and was really a one-person office for a long time. And my trajectory is doesn't necessarily happen with a lot of people anymore mm-hmm. in student affairs and really not in in many businesses yeah. too outside of the field but um i i eventually had kind of grown the office had grown mm-hmm. um went from kind of coordinating to assistant director and then i evolved into a director's position and then that director's role started to grow yeah. into other areas and I was really in a director's role for quite some time, and then I was asked if I wanted to go down to the, the dean of students' office, wow. which was kind of weird for me because I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to work for the principal's office. <laughs> but um, it was, you know, at that point, my career was probably the good thing to do, and so I was assistant dean, and now I'm associate dean. So, associate dean. You know, it's been the way that I like to explain it is I've I'm so sorry I said the wrong role oh, in the beginning. I really, I don't even care. Okay, I, it's, I'm it's sorry. Really, I mean, no offense it's but at all. It's all good. It's all good. But I, I um, it's bizarre to me almost that I've been on the same real estate for 28 years. Yeah. Um, but it just kind of worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not where I've kind of like, I'm going to hunker down and get comfortable. Yeah. I've just fortunately had that trajectory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, as long as I'm effective and useful yeah. and I, I still do well. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of see what happens, but yeah, so it, it's been, it's been, a, it's been a pretty cool journey. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like it. it's crazy that, that, you know, that the students cared them that, I mean, yeah. were that wanted to put so much into the community to have you there. That's yeah, such, they such went a right to the story. president and they That's actually petitioned, signed crazy. Petition, which was pretty, pretty remarkable. And it was, for me, it was, it, it was so meaningful to me. But I was also trying to be, mm. you know, the person. Like there was actually, I mean, I'm I'm working the job, and there was a search going on while yeah. I was doing the job. Yeah. And you know, candidates were coming in, so it was uh, it was an interesting time. But you know, when I think professionally about my job, mm-hmm. you know, textile was different than Philadelphia University, which is different than Jefferson. Yeah, that was my next question. So it's really been, you know, they're just. Even though I've been on the, I, I say I was on the same real estate because really the institutions and the experience, mm-hmm. although we try to keep East Falls the same experience, the institutions are different. So it's kind of like been in, being at three different institutions. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. What do you feel is that, you know, main difference between all three of the schools? Because even I talked to people who were here when their freshmen when was Philly U and now they're like in fifth, five year students and the grad program at Jefferson just yeah. was like, it feels like I transferred mid year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think there are people who have allegiance to textile, and always will, yeah. um, and they were not happy when we went to Philadelphia University, and then, you know, the same with Jefferson. I think people have an allegiance, but in some ways, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I think it means a lot to me when you connect to the place, Yeah, and I think what has always been the attempt, at least, over the years is when we've changed there's been a um, there's been a care about the culture, yeah. The the culture of East Falls, yeah. And and trying to keep it, you know, when we merged with Jefferson and then you know we became Jefferson, like overnight, literally we doubled in size because yeah. the institutions were pretty roughly the same size, yeah. Um, but we doubled in size mm-hmm. and scale, yeah. But everybody was 
trying really hard to maintain the culture of trying to keep a small campus atmosphere, mm-hmm. a small campus feel, and and try to keep that for the students. Yeah. Um, in a lot of ways, I think we were very effective that, at that, but you know, it it can be a struggle. Yeah, because I mean, I I think that this is a very close knit community, and mm-hmm. everybody knows each other. Like I can, I hear people just like name dropping, and I'm like, yeah, I know who so yeah, so yeah, and so yeah, is. Yeah. And I think we're that kind of makes it um, just more close to everybody. Yeah. Like I feel like I know everybody here. But how have you felt the student bodies have changed? Like, do you think the people have changed a lot, or do you yeah. think, yeah, yeah, I think, you know, I um, and, and again, when I when I say this, it's not. You know, it just kind of is it's yeah. my experience it's not really one's better than the mm-hmm. other but you know textile philly U before the merger you know it was a very design centric place yeah so um i feel like for lack of a better term pre-Jefferson, the student body, there was much more kind of like a bohemian feel yeah and the students are you know um you know, there, there is a certain culture amongst design students yep. that, um, you know, and of course we still had psychology, we still had business, but it, it mm-hmm. was really very much a design focused place. Yeah. And which is what really confused a lot of people mm-hmm. with with the merger of the two institutions. But it was really more, more about it made sense. Well, it made sense for different reasons, but also because of the way that both Jefferson and Philadelphia University delivered education yeah um and in the way they wanted to 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 teach students Mm -hmm. and both institutions were very professionally focused just in different professions Mm -hmm. so i I would say that the the student body was much more um probably a little for lack of a better term edgier uh you know yeah um and and we do have in a lot of ways you know um business majors health majors Mm -hmm. are they're 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 just different than design majors yeah and and so i would say there's been in some ways probably um it it uh, the student body has changed it it, it definitely has changed and you know i mean it maybe it has diversified a little bit more because of the majors and the the traditional makeups of of those majors but yeah so yeah I i would say the you know the the vibe, mm. the probably the vibe of the campus campus has changed a little bit. Yeah, um, and then on top of that, with you know, I actually don't know why the merger happened. If you want to, I just because I know St. Joe's uh, merged with U Science recently. Yeah, and, and that was because of I think um, they wanted to do more science stuff yeah. at U. I mean at St. Joe's. So why did we merge here? Well, I think a lot of it just had to do with the economics of it. Um, yeah. I think. If you if you look at the landscape mm-hmm. um, of higher education right now and yeah. healthcare, for, the, yeah. for that matter, mm-hmm. it's a very volatile field. And, yeah. and so the presidents at the time, um, you know, uh, were friendly mm-hmm. um, and um, spent some time. They spent time together. They did a lot of brainstorming together. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both very innovative, um, and they actually, as I heard it, they actually wanted. To be out in front of this evolution that was already happening within healthcare and in in higher education. Yeah, and smaller schools are are they're tougher to keep open. 
that they, yeah. uh, a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of campuses over the last many years that, you know, we've seen a lot of mergers mm -hmm. or acquisitions, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And so the presidents at the time said, hey, you know, we feel for the long-term health of the institutions, yeah. let's do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they wanted to be innovative. It's not like nobody else ever did it, but, you yeah. know, more on the on the front edge of kind of combining the places, making it a more comprehensive Definitely. Uh, place um, that shared a lot of the same educational philosophies and principles. And, you know, and then in turn, though, you, you double in scale. Yeah. Scale helps you. Mm -hmm. And so I think there it was a mixture of, like, values, but it was also – you know, nobody would deny that there was an economics piece to yeah. the whole thing. And I guess there's economics involved in everything, sure. you know, and you can't, sure. you know, can't always get what you want. So yeah. you always result yeah. to buckling down. But aside from all that, like, business, whatever, boring stuff, um, <laughs> how did you keep, like, your music alive throughout school? Because that's something that I'm kind of, like, having, like, issues with because I'm a psych major. So yep. it's like I, I write, like, short films. I have, like, plots of, like, television shows and I have so many songs written it used to be stuff that I used to be super involved with in high school but now it's just like you know we'll go over my, like me Rin and Kate will go read like a screenplay over at night and be like okay what's like how do we do something like with this so how how you know have, with your music career and everything like that oh, so we're, we're pivoting now to my music career. yeah I would love to oh. talk about it well um I will I actually have I've been working on a new release and Very I, cool. I'm going to be doing some stuff soon, so I'll make sure that you get that. Please. Um, and so it's it's really been intentional. It, it has to be very, very intentional. Um, you know, I I was a trained singer from from a, wow. a young age. I was actually in a boys' choir. And, Which one? Uh, the Singing Boys of Pennsylvania. Okay, because my brother's in the Keystone State Boy Choir. So it's funny. I was in the Pocono yeah. Boy Singers. Okay. And then, so, but, and, you know, and then I did, um, I actually sang at Temple. I had done some stage work. I, you know, choir, you know, like all of that. Mm -hmm. So, but when I wanted to do, I didn't pick up a guitar until like my senior year of college. Yeah. And I... It was weird because at that time I was trying out for bands and a lot of bands said, your voice is too good. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> you know, you got to understand the errors. And so I was mm. I was trying to try out for, like, rock bands. Yeah. Um, and it, it did take me a while to kind of find my way. Um, started mm -hmm. a band with friends. Yeah. And that kind of evolved. And then I kind of went solo. And so for me, it's just I've, I've just had to kind of make the time. I, you know, and then I went through a really long stretch for personal reasons. I kind of went through this really long um, and unfortunate kind of dry spell yeah. creatively. Mm -hmm. If I, if I, I would say for you, like don't, if you keep some kind of movement, keep yeah. some kind of momentum, because if you stop, it mm -hmm. can be really hard to recapture with life. Yeah. yeah I know of a whole of the, like, um, I'm like studying for my developmental test tomorrow, but it's um, use it or lose it. And I yeah, think that's right. super important because um, that's why I, I play the guitar and the piano. Yep. And I like yep. whenever I bring my guitar whenever I come here because it's yep. like I, you know, it's just if I play it, like I need to keep playing it. I'm not going to know how to play it anymore. Right. And I right. try to. And that's like I think what's so scary with all of this like AI stuff that's coming out. Mm -hmm. And it's like so many kids will be, you know, for papers they won't write it. They'll just have it generated. And then it's like, 
that you're losing that skill and then they'll go to grad school and it's like you have to write your practicum and it's you can't ai that and, and i would argue too that you people who keep doing it yeah that actually has made me a better professional mm -hmm. I, it's made me a better person yeah. i think you need those kind of things um be, because it's kind of ingrained in who you are yeah um so you know, no matter what profession you, mm -hmm. like, I, you know, I decided not to do it as a profession. Yeah. And that was good for me. Yeah. I got to the point where it sustained. I was able to do it enough where it would sustain itself. Yeah, totally. And I'm very proud of what I had accomplished. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think you, you just, you use it or lose it. Mm -hmm. But it, it's, you you have to keep that that part of your brain going yeah. and it just it i think it makes you just a well-rounded person mm -hmm. makes you more interesting yeah makes you a better professional so, yeah. yeah and i totally agree with that and it's like the the bigger the skill set as well you know like my my brother right now is in the middle of like trying to find out where he so he's going he fully has the down pay, payment down for Temple. So he's ready for that. Yeah. And he's going for law and then minoring in film. Yeah. So everyone's kind of like, well, and I was sitting down with him this week and I was like, who's your favorite? He's like, like, law is my passion. And, um, you know, he's, I was like, who's your favorite lawyer? Like, what's your favorite case? You know? And he, he doesn't know anything of it. And I yeah. think he's really holding on to that film minor. And I'm trying to tell him, like, it'll be good to do like all of that on this because he's very music oriented, which is why he's going to temple. But I keep trying to tell him like, you should like, you should start like a band and you should start playing instruments. If you want to, especially if you're going to be at that scene down in temple, yep. I was like, you should totally look into that. And he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll join the choir or something, yeah. but oh, uh, the scene is so different. It's yeah. so different now. Yeah. Um, I know Emily, uh, Krasinski who has the groove on, she interviews and talks with all of those bands and like, um, I don't know if you've ever, like, heard of all the, like, venues and stuff, like the Haven, which is one of them, and they're just kind of, you know, where all these kids will go and party and stuff. Was there anything like that at Temple, like those house shows and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, I have you to thank for it. You you all turned me on to Wallace tonight. Really? That's yeah. so good. Uh, and I, I follow them now. Yeah. And, but... It's been now the the gentleman that I'm recording with mm -hmm. um, currently who's who's producing some stuff for me and yeah. I've known him for years and he's kind of a local hero but mm -hmm. we've we've been talking about like the scene now yeah and but I I, I follow while tonight on after the Battle of Bands last year I follow them on social media and stuff like that mm -hmm. I just I mean I love their music but I was just like oh this is the scene now like mm -hmm. where where bands are playing mm -hmm. I'm like that looks like a house. That looks like, you know, and, but yeah. like, and so I started to learn a lot, a lot about, which is really great, by yeah. the way, that they have those spaces to play. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's almost like house parties. Yeah, that A literally. lot of this stuff, it's, it's, the, and mm -hmm. so I've actually, through you all, have kind of been um, immersed back into like, we'll call it just the younger scene, but yeah. what it looks like now, mm -hmm. which is great for me to know. Yeah. Because, I, you know, when I was doing it, on the regular, <coughs> I was on the Philly scene. The Philly scene at that point, point was clubs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, the, the original music scene, I mean, it was never easy. Yeah. But there were a lot of venues. and But there was always, the, like, you know, how many people can you get to come to shows? How many yeah. tickets? You know, what's the mm -hmm. pay at the door? Like, are we going to get paid? Or, you know, like, there's always that headache. But it feels to me now 
that in a lot of ways, like some of the old heads are like, ah, music now. But, yeah. it, but there are so many outlets to share music. Yeah. And there are, are so many more spaces. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to call venues because they may or may not be regular venues, but yeah. there's a lot more spaces with digital and all that stuff to be able to at least share music. A hundred percent. Then there used to be like back on call back in the day. That makes me sound like I'm going to cut that. <laughs> well, I, t- I totally agree though, because I think, I think the internet is like a horrible thing. I think that society <laughs> has gone backwards because of the internet. And I think it's so scary. I agree with you. Yeah. And, and social media and social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also think it's like a vices and virtues kind of thing, because then you have social media for bands like Wallace tonight and all yep. these other bands in the scene where they're able to post and, you know, be like, because I see the, the, like, there's the one around here, and they so like they stop people. Like, there's enough people in there, and, then, you know, it's $5 a head. Right. So it's like, you know that they're in there not only keeping the venue alive, but the band, you know, they're they're booked and they're busy. And I think, like, like social media has definitely, and YouTube and Twitter and all of that has totally added way more for the bands. And I, I think a lot of the bands now, I'm noticing, they get the opportunity to play a lot more yeah. often. I I always had to kind of like space everything out mm-hmm. because I kind of had to rely on like how often can I get people out? Yeah. You know, how, how often can I keep a venue happy? Um, you know, what rooms are good for me? And, but mm-hmm. um, it, it does seem like, you know, even just setting up in the street, like, like it just is – which I think is great because that's really the only way you're going to hone your craft is mm-hmm. just to play. Yeah, pretty much. And I, I love it. I love um, when they hold the, they'll have like the block parties yeah, at yeah, Temple. Yeah. Like that is so cool because, you know, I even remember like post coming into college seeing stuff like that ever. Like in high school, like when somebody was in a band, it was like you'd go over and they'd like play in their garage and yeah. then you'd like not pay anything. You just basically go hang out with right, them for right. like a couple hours. Right. But I, I, and I, that's one of my favorite things about, you know, was coming into the city was knowing more about that music scene and mm-hmm. being more involved and especially having this radio station because I have made so many connections and, you know, music wise and it's been uh, like a great like experience overall. And I'm, I'm really glad that I know more about music and the house scene than I did. Well, and I, I applaud you. And one thing that I thought was so awesome, um, because you and your loyal partner, <laughs> the tenacity through which y- you wanted to make this happen, but it's so important to you. You just found out a way to make it work. I think yeah. it, you know, I was here kind of like when the original station, mm-hmm. kind of, it was the vinyl days. You know, we talked yep, about it, like it. walking mm-hmm. in, like, yeah. you know, the walls of vinyl and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, carpets on the walls and old equipment, but which had its charm. But when I arrived here, that was kind of dying. And then we had students over the years mm-hmm. who wanted to try to make something happen, but... I, I think they kind of had a a view of what they wanted the radio station to be. Yeah. And I was trying to uh, support and motivate students, but also trying to get them to move into a place where they could make something work to yeah. kind of start more from a foundation. And so, you know, this kind of evolved over the years, but yeah. you, you all have found a way to make it work. And so you're, <laughs> we, you're utilizing you. podcasts, you're... You're 
figuring out what broadcast looks like here yeah. mm-hmm. and what you know what people will listen to what they will not listen to yeah. but also i think just being present at events sponsoring events which is fantastic mm-hmm. um djing events yeah. it's just like so you're it almost feels to me like you're you are a station but you're it's really just about like music yeah, and we honestly we really appreciate that a lot because yeah. like so, Ren and I um, came up with this. So, Ren and I were supposed to be roommates last year, mm-hmm. and we did the whole like, oh, one of us DM'd each other on Instagram. Don't even remember who we met. We got coffee. We're like, okay. We ended up not being roommates. We lived across the hall from each other, Mott, and then my room flooded, and I had to move to Ronson. <laughs> so we were always hanging out, and I was like, we should, you know, we weren't really involved in any like clubs or anything yet because it was still early in college. Yeah. And we took my Mac out, and we had it on the floor, and we were just talking, and we were like, do we have a radio station, like, here, like, at this school? And um, I know the people who are listening to this, including, like, my mom and, like, my aunt, are all probably, like, she's told this story, like, a million times. But um, literally just started recording it, and then I went on the website, and I was like, hey, and I emailed Heather Weaver, and then Heather Weaver was like, oh, it's inactive, but feel free to go and start it yourself. And then, you know, we, we've been doing it since. And I think, you know, one of the only reasons is why we haven't given up yet is that we know the moment that we give up, someone will just swoop in underneath us and this will be like the newest, hottest thing on campus. So we're really trying to do what we can to be involved. Like I, like we, we did the Ram Jam on Thursday as well. And that was so much fun. I love it. And it's like, um, I think it's all people oriented on top of the music thing. Is it like we both love to talk, obviously, and then we both love music. So you find your tribe. You do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you do. And like the kids in this club are great. Like we had a little pizza party when we ended for the semester because we were like, you guys deserve it. Like seriously. So, and I think this club brings together so much community on campus as well because, you know, going to a school, like you had said, with, you know, business and medicine it's kind of hard to have music here. So it's like this is what we want people to use as an outlet and mm-hmm. everything like that. I, and I will tell you, my years of experience in student affairs, the radio station people, mm-hmm. of which I was one, <laughs> are they're a brand all their own. Yeah. Because there is, you know, they're, they're usually, you know, artsy, whatever that means anymore. But they're they're typically a little bit more... You know, sometimes have a little bit of rebellion in them, yeah. but they're they're about music and music appreciation mm-hmm. and music that isn't necessarily always just mainstream. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, you you check a lot of the marks, which it, it's yeah. just great to see that it's 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 happening here. Yeah, and so. it's super important that it you know, especially thanks to you guys, and then you know, Sean and Cody Dallas, yep. and it's all of these people, and we couldn't do it without you guys. Like, seriously. So, and it does. It takes a village. So, I think that's what's really important about yeah, it Yeah, and well. thank you because I, I, I felt almost like a, a, sometimes there's almost a little bit of a contentious thing. Mm-hmm. And it, that's what I was talking about, like, finding ways to make it work. Yeah. Um, because sometimes people, you know, they've come in, they're like, well, we want a radio station, but... You know, we want to broadcast. Yeah. And we, you know, they, they, weirdly enough, they want to be back on the dial. And, but yeah. they, they, they don't understand. Like the, the bigger you get, mm. then there's a lot of other factors that start coming into play. And there's yeah. a lot more requirements mm. and restrictions on what you yeah. can and cannot do. Yeah. And uh, not that you can never get there, but mm. I, I think you have filled uh, a gap here yeah. on campus. Um, that, that 
from a club standpoint, a social standpoint, but also from providing a service and um, filling a need for students, you've kind of made that happen and yeah. you, you become a presence. Thank you. Which is that yeah. that's really that that's going to be good mm-hmm. as long as you're, you know, as long as you are are now investing into the new you. Yeah. Uh, when you're when your time's up, that you know. So now it's yeah. really going to be about what mark are you going to leave mm-hmm. and your legacy, and how's this going to continue beyond your yeah. energy? Yeah. And we, you know, we're you know we're coming up into our junior year here, so <laughs> it's you know got to really start figuring it out. Yeah. And um, I like I can't even believe that this semester's over. <laughs> I like it makes me so upset. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I mean we would love to be on the air. Like we would love to have dial numbers and we'd love to you know be able to tune into your car or whatever. But then you think about it, the FCC violations and it's like on the show we have like music just straight up being played and um and I think in the future probably even when we have you know someone else replacing us and then they'll but we're trying to kind of just make the building blocks for them to be on the air and i think that's what's more important about it now is because you know we did um the accepted students day and me and ren were at this table and we had like a girl come up to us and even though it was like only like one or two people they were just like hey like we follow you the radio station on instagram we're so excited to come and be in the club how do we get involved and that's you know and then you, you kind of get reminded, like, after funneling so much, like, time, money, sweat, and tears into something, it's, like, the moments like that. Yep. And even when we had the baseball game, like, that went great. That was oh, so that was much awesome. fun. Yeah. That was an awesome idea. Yeah. And um, we I know we have um, a couple of RA friends who are like, oh, like, keep in mind, like, they want to do, like, a kickball game in the fall and, like, totally steal your idea. Ah. I was like, oh, well, it's not. Because we, we had such an we – we we wanted to do live music or something. And we were literally in Tuttleman, and someone was just like, how about, like, a faculty versus, like, students game? And faculty and staff versus students. And then we were like, yeah, sure. And it was it was mainly staff. It's really hard, I think, to get a lot of the, you know, people that aren't all here. Yeah, it can yeah. be. It can be, sure. But I think it was um, – I think that was Yeah, that we, was we had really so much fun. fun. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah, it was a good game. Speaking of music, what are you listening to right now? Do you have any good – well, I am um, so. I tend, you know, I, I have my favorites from in the day mm-hmm. that um, you know I tend to go back to. But a lot of the newer stuff that I've kind of been getting into, um, and my son's also my son's fourteen; he's gonna be oh, fifteen okay. in a couple of weeks. But yeah. he's really into music. He plays guitar. He wants to go into film. So cool. Um, but so. I have been liking a lot of the rock bands. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, you know, the bands that are considered now kind of keeping rock alive. Yeah. So Greta Van Fleet. That's the first band I, I knew you were going to say. I, I, re- I, like, I love yeah. Dirty Honey. Yeah, so good. Um, you know, the Struts. Really uh, good. Stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very much... Um, mm-hmm. I love rock. Yeah. And uh, but I do love melody, so I am a yeah. pop. I I'm a pop guy, yeah. definitely, but you know, when I when I started playing guitar, when I started writing music, mm-hmm. um at that point, some of the first the big influences for me yeah. were Matthew Sweet. No, I'm thinking, I so yeah, of course. Yeah. But but if you if you like now the Matthew Sweet of that days with like girlfriend that that yeah. album which mm-hmm. I would recommend you listen to. I'll totally check it um, out. And 100 percent fun. 
like pop rock yeah um that's kind of what i cut my teeth on when mm -hmm. i started writing music so yeah my early stuff was like heavy mm -hmm. loud guitar but yeah. melodic yeah and, and like with you know a lot of melody hooks and mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah um and then also like a band called crowded house out of new zealand mm -hmm. um i was super into a, a artist by the name of michael penn um, mm -hmm. I think I've heard of Michael Penn. Yeah, yeah. so, um, yeah, it's, so, but yeah, now, like, if I'm getting into newer stuff, it's typically more on the rock yeah. side of things. Mm -hmm. But I love, that's why I was so excited, yeah. um, you know, when I did Battle of the Bands, because mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I, because I'm, you know, a thousand years old, <laughs> and um, I don't get out to see yeah. new music as much anymore. So mm -hmm. when I came here, I love I love hearing new bands. Yeah, and then there's automatically like where, where I think I like it was fun. Like Sean and I were talking about when we were judging yeah. the battle of the bands. I know what a band's going for. Yeah, even if they're not, I can completely respect even if they're not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. It was really interesting for me. Yeah to hear younger artists and bands yeah. and I'm like, Oh, mm -hmm. I know what they're going for here. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, and nothing against the other bands, but like Wallace tonight for me, yeah. I was like, they oh. were actually like insane. They were so good. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, wow, this is just like, um, I just, it was interesting mm -hmm. and, um, it was just great. They're all so, super nice. And, kids right. Too. And they're I remember so when nice. I went up to talk to them yeah. and it was almost like they had, it was a badge of honor. I'm like, where do I get your stuff? And they're like, you don't. Yeah. And I was like, huh? And they're like, well, we don't have anything yet. And I'm yeah. like, which just totally blew my mind. But I think, mm -hmm. I think it's really awesome because I think a lot of bands now, it's, if you're good at, if you're good at managing yourself on social media, yeah. you're, you don't necessarily have to have mm -hmm. a lot of material that you're pushing out there. All yeah. The time. Because they, I know they have, I, we've been, so they won, and we they never really got their prize because which isn't no no because I can't even imagine yeah, with doing yeah. school and then being in this band they they didn't get it recorded right. and I don't even know if the opportunity like still stands right. but like um, just uh, I I think that's what's so cool about the, you're right the social media yeah. is they have nothing on anything but still so many people know who they are and so many people are so eager to listen right. I think which makes the lead up to when they release way better right. and because it'll come out and everybody will be listening to it. You know, and as far as what I'm listening to, like I, I, I love stuff from the sixties. I was going to say, what's your favorite? Like I love stuff from artist? the seventies, eighties. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of an eighties kid. My formidable years were in the eighties, yeah. which is kind of interesting, <laughs> mm -hmm. but nineties, yeah. you know, like I, I love the different eras of music. Um, like, and now, what's interesting for me, because I like to do it at work too. Yeah. Uh, like I just I love having YouTube on, watching interviews, and watching like oh, retrospectives totally. and all that stuff like that. But like, yeah. I love the Who. Really. I, I mean, the Who. Yeah. It, it's just like it's everything I like. Mm -hmm. Great vocals, great guitar player, incredible like insane rhythm section. Yeah. Um, but you know, I go back and I'm like, I recently fell back in love with Heart. Oh, really? I mean, Ann Wilson. Yeah. Um, and I remember way, 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 way back in the day, I got free tickets to go see them, and I actually That's saw crazy. them in their 80s heyday. Wow. Be I mean, probably the best female vocalist yeah. of all time, in, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Ann Wilson, just unbelievable. So mm -hmm. it's funny, I will kind of go back, and now I'm starting to 
re-listen to some things and kind yeah. of appreciate them. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Weezer. Yeah, Weezer's so good. <laughs> you know. I've um, seen them once or twice. Yeah, I mean, I, I and of course that era of music is kind of personal to me because that's when I really started doing my own thing. Yeah. was kind of around those years and stuff like that in mm-hmm. grunge and yeah. I like the Foo Fighters and yeah. I've seen them multiple times. They're exhausting, mm-hmm. but I... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I really like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think... Do you have like a favorite song of like all time? Impossible. Really? Yeah. Absolutely yeah, I know impossible. some people yeah. that do have one and then some people are just like, no. Like, yeah, I mean... Way, way too um, stuff. You know, uh, if I was to go with my top five bands, if I was to, like, yeah. if I was to, in no sure. particular order, um, it would be very difficult, but I probably would include Radiohead. Totally. We have some Radiohead posters yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And High Radiohead and is so just crazy awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to put Crowded House because of, yeah. and, and Michael Penn because of just the songwriting yeah. aspect of it, like what I would consider like craft you know a totally. craft of writing songs yeah um i know it's such a hard question it is very good it's yeah it's so hard um i i'm a huge band a uh, huge fan of a band called sugar i think i've heard of sugar sugar which yeah. connected bob mold yep i think um yeah. sugar is you know copper blue is probably one of my favorite mm-hmm. albums yeah of all time but like you know bob mold as a as a songwriter mm-hmm. um the fact that you know he's like a thousand years old and still doing it, yeah. Um, but you know, but then you know, there's bands like Lake Street Dive, which I got so into. good. Oh, yeah. so you know, Lake Street, know Dive? Lake Street Dive? Oh, yeah. I saw their cover of Rich Girl on like YouTube oh. and then went like into it, yeah. Yeah, super I good. mean, it, you know, a, a band that got they got huge, yeah, because of a um, you know, uh, a cover of the Jackson Five, yeah. that they did on the street, yeah. and then you know, Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. He, he tweets it or whatever or yeah. reposts it. And, yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of crazy how that all works. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's just I'm kind of – I just listen to stuff, and then there will be something that strikes me yeah. about it. But, I agree. Um, you know, now now my son and I, we've – I don't want to go, like, go vinyl crazy. Mm-hmm. But we started getting vinyl, and I said, all right, vinyl. Yeah. The only thing I will buy in vinyl are things that – they have to be like the cream of the crop for me. Yeah, no, I'm the same. It's not like when yeah. you would, I would have a CD collection yeah. or even cassettes in my day. But no, I have cassettes. Like I, I would cassettes. just get everything. Yeah. But like now, I'm like I will not invest in vinyl less. But it's like, yeah. like these are like the epic albums for me because yeah. it's funny. Like you start to realize, I'm like, oh, like you you play vinyl. It's almost like an event. Yeah. Like you sit down. Like you have to sit mm-hmm. down. It's you have to yeah. be very purposeful. Plus, they're like. Pretty penny for a nice uh, vinyl. Yeah, I think like what one I saw like the Taylor Swift one was like fifty four dollars yeah, in Barnes it's and Noble. Kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean we there's a couple of record stores we go to and like so we sometimes could pick up stuff obviously used. Yeah. But there, there, I recently actually invested in a few Matthew Sweet albums. Oh, cool. Um, which I you know. I yeah. kick myself because I have everything. Mm-hmm. What vinyl stores do you like? Like Repo is one. I yeah, know. Repo. Um, they're Siren Records yeah. um, up in Doylestown. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is a great store. Mm-hmm. Um, Hideaway Music in Chestnut Hill is another good one. Um, in my When my wife and I went away a couple months ago, we actually there was this huge vinyl store up in East Stroudsburg. Oh, crazy. Which we stumbled upon, which yeah. was great. That sounds So awesome. it really is yeah. kind of funny to... 
see these people's collections that they now are sitting yeah. in stores and it's it's kind of cool i mean vinyl to me is is cool mm-hmm. um and you know i just don't have enough of an ear there are some people that will live and die by vinyl and say there's yeah. you know it, it's better than anything yeah. it, it's kind of like you know studios that i recorded and i mm-hmm. you know whether you record yeah on tape Mm. Um, and then supposedly there's something about tape that, you know, is, but most of the common folk, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they would not be able to recognize Pro Tools. Oh, yeah. uh, Or uh, I I think the technology in recording now is pretty unbelievable. No, yeah, like I, when I used to do um, music, I used to be involved with a little bit of some editing, producing stuff. I use Logic X Pro. So easy. They make it so easy because I use from GarageBand. So this is actually a cool story. I haven't told this one in a while. I, um, over the pandemic, I had really liked this band and they were like, um, I did something with one of my little songs in their little group chat and everyone like loved it and then Venmoed me money to get a yearly subscription (laughs) for Logic X Pro. So yeah, and then I was involved with that for a little bit. But I, and I think, just it was so easy all you do you plug your little midi piano keyboard and then you connect your guitar and you record it and it just and i you know back in the day you had to go into the studio and you because my dad does um comedy and he played the trocadero a couple times yeah Yeah, yeah, so i played once yeah cool venue i I, it was crazy i was i i opened for him i was like (laughs) i was so i played like a terrible rendition of like sugar we're going down by fallout boy it was really i saw sugar there Really? I saw sugar. Yeah, then and it's so and it's such a shame they closed. And that was pre-pandemic too. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Terrible. And but yeah, I think music is so important. It's so funny. Uh, the album I'm recording now. Yeah. Well, originally it was going to be. I thought, well, I'll probably end up just doing an EP because mm-hmm. it really just started out. But then the music, the songs kept coming, so I'll probably just yeah. doing a full release. But totally. I go. Um, we actually record on mm-hmm. Logic in my friend's apartment. And then when we get everything done, yeah. we then take it to a studio. Sweet. We run it through all the fancy stuff mm-hmm. and then get everything mixed and everything done. And then we send it to get, you know, um, mastered and then it's done. But, yeah, the process is, like, different. It's it's so different um, because if you become savvy enough, you know, you can you can program drums. No, literally, yeah. And nobody would know. Yeah. Like, if you're good mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. Um, you you can record, um, you can program your drums, yeah. and no one would know. It's and I think that's what's so weird about like the whole like AI thing too that's coming out is like you can have. Um, I saw on TikTok it was like a Con- Kanye West covering like a Taylor Swift song, and it was all AI generated, and it's so scary because then you think about if they're doing that, they can also totally make that music and have and just put an ai like play like a cg like ae like like chord progression and then add like a drum loop in the back of it and they'll come up with it super Ooh, another band that i absolutely love i have to mention stone temple pilots yeah Mm -hmm. i and and that only grew in time because there was always like to me there was always the battle between them and pearl jam Mm -hmm. to me there's not yeah i think they're two different animals yeah. Um, but man, and I've never seen them live, which that's a band I haven't seen live, which I, I are they still touring or no? Yes. Yeah. They have a new singer who basically is Scott Weiland. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know they, you know, um, and, and they've, re- they've released some new stuff, but basically the guy who does it and he does a really good job. He sounds 
and kind of acts just like Scott Weiland. So it's mm-hmm. a little, but yeah, um, core yeah. might be that, that is at the top of my list. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, just kind of rock. Mm. Um, and he, I think Scott Weiland was probably one of the best front men. Yeah. Um, mm. One of, I mean, there's lots, it depends on what you're into, but yeah. I, kind of chaotic and but yeah. just really like mm-hmm. fun to watch yeah and i think i think chaos is so great in music yeah. too it's like yeah. i am um, i've gone to so many shows where they'll just like stage dive or just like even with like performers and stuff like rin kate and i went to go see um the always sunny podcast when they were in philadelphia it's oh, yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. show of all time my dad got his tickets to it and um we were so we were in like row f we were so close it was crazy it was like a del- like belated birthday gift to me and um the venue it was at the met the vibe was so chill like it literally just felt like we were hanging out with these like multi-million ma- millionaires which is like weird when you think about it because it's like <laughs> they're literally getting paid to like act like we're like normal people yeah, right, and right, and right. i think a lot of like bands are doing that now as well because they'll just like I, I went to go see phoebe bridgers with ren as well and she was kind of like standoffish a little bit didn't really interact with the crowd but then you go to see lucy dacus who's in the same, like, super group as right, right. Phoebe Bridgers right now, and she was, like, talking, and she was, like, right. super active and into the crowd. Right, right. So I think it's also, like, probably labels are involved as well. It's like, right. oh, you need to go in, and you need to just do this, 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 and this, and you're off the stage. But I don't know. I think I think the business is also another whole yeah. or side lack of thereof at this point. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm watching this show. I finished it last night on HBO Max. It's called The Other Two, mm-hmm. and it's about... Um, it's with Molly Shannon, and she plays his mom of these three kids, and her the 13-year-old gets famous, and he's like a Justin Bieber type, oh. and then it's like her older son, and then her old, oldest daughter, who are like 29 and like 30, and it's about um, them in the music system, and the music um, tribes, and you know, all the trades, and whatever, and it's really fascinating, because it's, you can, they're obviously making fun of it, but it's like, some of it you can tell it's like real, especially even in like show business overall, yeah, it was really good, and I finished it. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, the music business, whatever that even is anymore, yeah. I, I think it, I, probably like everything else we've been talking about, there's good and bad, there's yep. the good and bad of it, I think there's yeah. a, probably a lot more opportunity, mm-hmm. but, um, but, uh, you know, I mean, some people are making really good livings just being youtubers you no know? i i don't even know how that like even on tiktok like i i saw something on twitter and, and it, there was the met gala on monday and they were like there were so many more um like quote-unquote famous people than influencers this year and it's because um the tickets were fifteen thousand dollars more than they have been in the past and it's like obviously the YouTubers are making a lot of money to go to the Met Gala, but yep. not enough to go to the Met Gala yep. this year, I guess. Yep. 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 Yeah, and it's, you know, and I see people on TikTok with, like, millions of followers, and it's like, I can't even imagine off one video, like, what they're making. The only thing I see, like, I think it's I think it's awesome, but, like, we know. I mean, I think if I recall correctly, like, mm-hmm. even Justin Bieber, he was found online. Yeah, you internet, know? YouTube. And, and, like, so he made it work, but I think... The one thing that, to me, I don't, I think there's a lot of talented people. Yeah. But the, you know, I think there's less people who worry about, like, creating an album. You yeah. don't really have to anymore, which yeah. is fine. Like, you're yeah. you're making it work, which I completely respect. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, 
you, you know, there probably are less people that I would say, like, I might, hey, I might really like that song, but there's probably a really good chance that that's yeah. the only song I'm going to Yeah, like. and I feel like we live in such, like, a one-hit wonder world, you yeah. know? And it's because every playlist I have, it's, like, one song from one person, and then mm-hmm. that's, like, all I have from them because everything else is, like, single, single, single. Yeah. EP with all three of the singles on it and then right. like three beach sides that like right, right, suck, right, right, right. you know, and it's just such a shame because it's so much time, money, effort going into the same three songs. And probably, and again, this is kind of blanket statement and I don't want it to because I'm sure there are exceptions, but probably mm-hmm. less musicianship too. I 100% agree. Um, yeah. You know, um, but it, it's fine. I mean, I'm happy for people. I that, um yeah, like I'm not jealous. I don't hold any of wall. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. See, growing up, like I I yeah, I was so set on just like being famous, and it's and I think it, I was talking to my mom about it, and because she's a teacher, and you know she sees it in the girls now. It's like like a curse that this generation has, and it's just like because it's so easy to get famous now, and it's just like you just you want it so so bad. And with YouTube, and then now TikTok, it wasn't around when I was a kid, but you mm-hmm. know it's probably worse with the kids my mom is who are teaching. Mm-hmm. And it's you know I I don't know I think with like you were saying how easy it is to get famous off YouTube it kind of dims the diamond a little bit. You're probably right. Yeah. yeah I, but I the thing I so appreciate about what you're doing is that you there there are not enough people sharing original music. Yeah. And it's you know, again, there's lots of ways to share it and everything, but, mm-hmm. like, I think having kind of that grassroots, like, back, way back in the day, yeah. when I advised Cab years ago, but, like, once a month, we talked about this, but mm. once a month for, I think, two years, yeah, we had a local music night. Yeah, we're really trying to bring something like that back. And we, you know, we would have three bands come in, mm-hmm. and, like, one night, like, there was one night, it was, like, a goth night. Wow. Um, and, or, you know, singer-songwriter or yeah. rock you know, there would be themes, but there was so much incredible music mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. Yep. Um, you know, I remember we used to, we used to bring bands in for like, you know, like the activities fair and stuff like that. Yeah. And like there'd be certain people like, wow, who the heck is this? There was a band called Jealousy Curve, a band mm-hmm. called Ike that we would have here on a regular basis. But like first strum of the guitar. Yeah. People would be like, whoa, like, who mm. is this? Yeah. You know, like, so there was a lot, like, legit. Um, but, you know, I mean, and I, I never wanted to be, like, a music snob because I kind of feel like there are a lot of music snobs, and I'm just like, it, people like what they like. It really yeah. doesn't matter. I mean, you don't have to, but, like, you, you know, who am I to say whether something's really good or not? It's like people yeah. like what they like. So yeah, see, I'm like especially like Ren, like, and you'll probably when you have her in your FYS class, yeah. you get like yeah. a total load of this. She is like a music like junkie, like a total <laughs> like snob. Like I love that. Um, yeah, no, she's she'll crack me up because like um, uh, like we'll always try to share like new music and um, like we had I was really into this band like Push Baby and they're just like they were techno and I played something in the car um, one night and Rin was like, this is awful. Like, <laughs> shut this off. Like, who listens to this? Um, I Thank used you to, for your opinion. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, God, like, I don't know what I did wrong. But, <laughs> and then, like, I was super into Five Seconds of Summer and growing up as, like, a kid, I grew out of it and luckily they're yeah. awful. Um, but, um, 
I'll like be like, oh, like I, you know, I'll be like, oh, this one's like, this one's really good. You know, I used to like this one as a lot when I was growing up, and it's just like, this is terrible. Like, shut this off. Like, no. And then, and then she wants us to start a band. So, yeah. So that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, and it's like, um, I'm like, do you, you know, we're gonna have to sit down and write the music, right? And she's like. Well, yeah, but you won't be picking any of the cover songs because your music sucks. And I'm oh, like, I'm like, oh, oh my god, seriously. Oh. But you know, she, I have deserved some credit because I took her to. We went to go see Phoebe Bridgers, and it's like she was never into that ever. She was super into like rap and everything. And now, like Lucy Dacus is like her top artist. I had no clue who that was before yeah. she met me. Not to you know pat myself on the back or anything, but even though I have an awful taste in music, obviously it's good. But I'm I'm super judgmental. I about. just like good music. Yeah, and I think and I think that's what it boils down to, you know, and it's like so many people put effort into it and that's why I don't really think it's fair to totally just like thumbs down like a whole genre of music. Like I I think like everybody goes through this where everyone hates country and it's like country sucks, it's total like redneck, like hick music, whatever, all these terrible things. I love country music. Country <laughs> Not, country music right now is pop. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, a, lot, a lot of the the, the, the the modern country now is totally pop. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. It's like you have country, like, or you like the mm-hmm. Western. Yeah. There's probably no music I wouldn't listen to. Yeah. I have, like, I'm not, I don't like reggae. Uh, really? I'm not really. Yeah. Although, I mean, I re- I appreciate it for what it is. Totally. I mean, and it's not like I would never listen to it, but I, mm-hmm. I couldn't go to, like, a concert. It's yeah. just not my. Yeah. Um. You know, um, and I, I do, I actually really like hip hop, but I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually, and it's funny cause my son too, like mm-hmm. he loves like run DMC and the beastie boys. Wow. He, like that, that's kind of the, that's kind of the rap, the, the old school hip hop that I yeah. kind of, I tend to favor, but that's, mm-hmm. that's just me. But, yeah. um, so yeah, there's probably nothing. I mean, I, I like classical, I like jazz, um, yeah, is there any, besides, like, reggae, is there anything where you're, like, I will never, like, listen to that ever? I'm Even, not, like, artists. Or... I'm not really into, like, the screamo stuff. Yeah. I, I appreciate the musicianship. Mm. It's not, like, yeah. the the skill sets needed to, to be able to play that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, total, you know, hats off. But yeah. I, it's not something I would, you know, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to put this on while I'm doing something yeah. to listen to. So, yeah. but, you know, I mean, but honestly, it's... I think even the classification of like heavy metal is just really different. Yeah. Um, I, I think music has just changed so much. So yeah. that's why I'm just kind of like, oh, I'll just kind of listen to, you know, I'll just kind of listen to whatever. Yeah. And I, that's like, um, I try, I try to make my own playlist is cause I don't like listening to just like top 40. Cause I like mm-hmm. to listen to just like a bunch of different little pieces from like right. everything. And I, and it's, it's sad because, you know, all of top 40 is just pop now and there is no rock. There's no really kind of even like alt influences anymore or, or indie or anything. It's all just like something remix and then like throw a Taylor Swift song or two in there. And it's like, you can even see that like Taylor Swift tried to dabble in like indie a little bit with folklore and evermore yeah, 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 and yeah, all yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. But it's like still at its core, like it's pop music. Pop. Yeah. But, and, and then you can even hear it in some alternative artists that are just going like pop and it's like, throw me a bone here. Well, and I, I think, you know, I agree with you a hundred percent because pop sells mm-hmm. and it, the, the problem is, I think what is happening is like 
unfortunately, what comes along with pop a lot is also the image. Yep. Yeah. And that that's where I think things kind of go askew. Mm -hmm. It's like, because we said, oh, well, that person gets popular yeah. because of YouTube or whatever, or people are just want to be famous. Yeah. So is that really you? Yeah. Or are you... So what I would say, not that anybody asks or anybody even cares, but like <laughs> one... As a songwriter myself, mm -hmm. I, I've been, I begin to recently, begun recently to, to think about how I've evolved myself. Yeah. And I think every songwriter, like when you start, you're like, you're trying to find your, your voice. You're trying to f mm -hmm. figure out what you want to do. And a lot of times you kind of sound like who your influences are. Yeah. But then you eventually just get to the point where, it, because then I, I, I was at a point where like, I'm going to write these songs, but I kind of need to like, I need to sound like something yeah. because I was kind of self-conscious. Yeah. So I want to, I need to sound harder or, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But then I eventually just got to the point where my music that I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to write and I'm just going to let the songs go yeah. where they go and mm -hmm. or start working with different people, kind yeah. of giving up the reins a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to kind of be who I'm going to be. Yeah. Music is what it is. Yeah. And, and so I think, unfortunately, while I think, pop a lot of times because I love pop music yeah I, I love you know again melody and all that, but mm -hmm. pop is kind of synonymous synonymous with image now yeah and I think that's where sometimes I personally feel the disconnect yeah that is like is this song really awesome or do people just kind of like yeah is that person just weird enough <laughs> seriously <laughs> that people you know and I okay that that's fine if you if that's kind of how you sell yourself that's mm -hmm. that's fine I respect that but yeah like, eh, it's it's I don't know no I mean I 100% I agree with that too because I think with that like as a society we've progressed out of boy bands we've progressed out of pop stars yep. we've progressed out disco. of disco yeah disco <laughs> we've, and it, we, even we've progressed out of like extreme like Hollywood actors like you know we like red carpet looks like aren't what they used to be even like 10 years ago yeah, that's and true. you know we've that's lost true. that whole even just like the Angelina Jolie type um you know like heroin in Hollywood and even even like that same kind of like mirroring like Leonardo DiCaprio like we don't have that anymore yeah. if yeah. you think about it because yeah you know you can throw in like Timothy Chalamet you know but you know oh some group like hates him and some group like love him and i think now or so with fan culture it kind of impedes on how why people get famous and like even with the met gala thing like oh you have to pay a certain amount to go and you know instagram sponsored it which is why more influencers it's like you're either nowadays either not famous or famous it's like a chart you're either like super famous kind like a list c list b list yeah i'm like super into analyzing it i think it's so strange because it all has to do with money i'm sure well, i mean you think you think about it too with bands there are no well there are very few yeah mega bands 100 yeah literally like, right back in the day mm -hmm. like probably 60s 70s and even yeah. in the 80s there were bands that were like and like record companies would dump all the money mm -hmm. but they'd be dumping them into the studio yeah and they could go in the studio and they could make these masterpieces yeah but everybody pretty much comes to a record company with the few that actually even exist anymore like mm -hmm. they they come to the table with a finished product no yeah. they're no, it's you, they're basically they're basically just mm -hmm. investing in an image yeah, and I had like we'll we'll never have anything like almost famous era like oh, right. like band famous, right. you know. And it's like I can't even like think off the top of my head like a band that I hear like 
anymore, you know, because you, you have, like, quote-unquote, like, super groups, like, oh, tomorrow, no, not tomorrow, on Friday, Britt and I are going to see Muna, and they're kind of, like, they're, so they're really good. Yep. Um, that's, but they're technically, quote-unquote, a super group, and, like, Boy Genius super group, and um, I don't know, I just it's not like it's crazy to just even think like I don't even know if it was the pandemic that did it but there's nothing really top stardom anymore yeah and I think bands like Greta Van Fleet I think they're trying to because everyone's like oh they're basically Led Zeppelin or you know I like them though I think they're really good yeah huge talent Mm -hmm. but the in my opinion the only really mega band yeah. of the past decade has probably been the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. is just like, they are a band. Mm-hmm. You know the personalities. Yeah. They put out a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, so I went with, um, a couple years ago, I went yeah. with my son and my wife. We went to see Green Day, yeah. Fallout Boy and Weezer on... On the Super... Yeah, uh, Hell yeah, Mega Tour. Yeah. On uh, Hell Mega Tour. And, and I thought to myself, I'm like... Weezer is pretty formidable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, now, the the only, they put out so much mm-hmm. that, you know, I was joking about it with my son. I was just like, oh, you know, they put out so much music, though. So, inevitably, there's going to be some clunkers. Yeah. But, like, the season's concept was cool. Yeah. I think the albums were kind of, eh. They really haven't had anything good since Blue Album. Right. But, yeah. It, <laughs> but, but they're so, now, oh, I, I would disagree with you on that, but that's okay. Really? Uh, on the Blue Album? Well, well, I think I mean I liked the turquoise one where they did some of the covers. Right. That one was kind of good, really. Oh. Yeah. But well, but but they you know but like the Foo Fighters, as far as like an entity, mm-hmm. there's just really there's not really many of them yeah. left. Mm-mm. I mean, there's there's Taylor Swift, and but that you're talking about yeah. like. See, I think Taylor Swift gets so big because of that lack of boy bands now. Oh, it's like everybody just band. kind of latches onto her because she's just this like huge like sh- like she is a superstar. Yeah. Like, and I think and it's crazy because I remember like she grew up in Pennsylvania, so I remember my my grandfather one day like had her very first like debut and was like oh, they're they're selling this at like whatever at, like gas stations yeah. and stuff because like her parents would pay to just put the CDs oh, like crazy. all over that's crazy yeah and like I, my grandfather might have gotten it like from her dad or something because he didn't say he got it like Barnes and Noble or anything he was like <laughs> I just have this like CD that I bought at the store like it wasn't a holiday it was like a July like day or whatever and he just gave it to me but I think without. You know, I, I don't even know, because I used to know these girls who used to love, like, Why Don't We, and all of these, like, pop boy bands, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they've just totally just, fl- like, faded into yeah, nothing. Yeah, it it's kind of more of an era thing. I mean, yeah. I just, like, a lot of, I think there was a lot of amazing music even in the 80s, but mm-hmm. it was an era thing. Yeah. It was kind of defined by the production and kind yeah. of the the cheesiness of the 80s, mm-hmm. 80s, but then the 70s had a cheesiness about yeah. it, and, you know, um, but... Uh, you know, but I I always find it really funny. You know, you you interview any of those hair bands, yeah, and they're like, they saw Nirvana, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh bleep, yeah, they, they were like, it's over, yeah. Um, there there really aren't those kind of bands like a Nirvana. No, nope. that 
that literally change music. When they, yeah, like when you think of band that changed everything, it's Nirvana. Yep. Like Kurt Cobain yep. did so much, not yep. even just for grunge, but for yep. indie, for alternative, yep. and even for some pop groups. You know, it was just such like Epic. a cultural turn Epic. of events, yeah. and you know, and I just think it's just that was such a pivotal moment in music when Nirvana was established and when they started touring and everything. And it's like, I don't, I don't think a band will ever do what Nirvana did, at least for another 20 years. Cause he, oh. I think we're still in the Nirvana era. Cause there are still like the band we had simply sedated at the battle of the bands, super Nirvana cover, super yep. Nirvana like sound. Yep. So I think even if, you know, if there won't be another Nirvana until, you know, other bands have already established that Nirvana is a sound now, not really even like a band. I saw a band last week at a high school talent show. Wow. Very, very talented. Mm. Total grunge. Yeah. Total grunge. The sound mm. was completely grunge. And I'm yeah. like, I just smiled. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Yeah. And it's because you don't see that anymore, you know? Yeah. And I, even with some of the bands, like, I don't even, like, Tame Impala, which is also just, like, a guy and, like, a synth board. And then um, Arctic Monkeys, but that Alex Turner is, like, crazy. 21 Pilots, which is kind of like... I I grew up in the era of, like, 21 Pilots, Panic at the Disco, Fall Out Boy. And, um, but, you know, this after... Like, Panic at the Disco is my favorite. My mom loves Panic at the Disco. Like, we probably have seen... Brendan Yuri like four times. Like my mom would she she loves him. And um but then, you know, when they ended and I listened to their last album and before you know they disbanded and it was the worst thing I'd ever heard the whole year. And it was terrible and it was like I don't really know what the genre was. I didn't know what they were going for. And at this point it's just the guy now. It's kinda good that they ended things. But then I rem- like I'll go back and I'll just listen to this is another band Ren hates by the way we don't listen to, I'm not allowed to listen to Fall Out Boy or Panic at the Disco she <laughs> over last summer I only listened to Fall Out Boy and she was like what are you going through like you need to go to therapy oh, but yeah so and it just yeah even that's your guilty pleasure yeah like, Fall Out Boy totally but even their new album is you know it's good but it's not like how you know what Under the Cork Tree and how I, I think do. like if I think about my favorite bands. Mm. Nine times out of ten, I'm going back to stuff they did versus stuff they're doing. Yep. I now, agree. it's not to say I wouldn't hear something like, oh, like, you know, there, yeah. there, there are some things like I find, you know, if, if we say Weezer again, like some mm-hmm. of the more you, occasionally you know, they have, you know, a song where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. But I think because music is so personal, mm-hmm. music is such a personal connection. Yeah. People connect it to a, a, a time in their life. Yeah. So, like, I think of, like, a, a Matthew Sweet. He he is an iconic person in my life, but it's at mm-hmm. a point in my life. Yeah. And that music of that point in my life was amazing. Yeah. And I do I listen to a lot of his new stuff, or am I interested? And it's nothing against him, yeah. but, like, no, not really. I like that era. Mm-hmm. So, I think you're, I'm just kind of agreeing with what you're saying. It's yeah. just not, like... There are very few bands where I'm just like, I just like everything they've done and that they're yeah. continuing to do. I think yeah. it, people, it's just a personal thing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, so so can you now connect with something cool and new in this era mm-hmm. of your life? Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot more than just 
loving a band for everything they do like yeah. blindly I, I don't know if there's any band that i just blindly love everything they've ever done yeah and i think like the the more that i get like older the more i'm just like i'm not gonna just listen to something because i like them i'm gonna listen to what i'd like radiohead perfect example yeah i think the brilliance you know okay computer best album of all the time. bends yeah it's just you know, yeah. the Benz is probably an okay computer. Probably, that that's like the Desert Island albums, mm-hmm. and like the, those are like ear headphone yeah. albums. It's just unbelievable. But yeah. I kind of lost interest after Okay Computer. Yeah, there were some moments, but then they kind of got into a thing mm-hmm. which I, I'm like cool. And yeah. you can get to the point where you can experiment and start doing other things, but mm-hmm. it just became the songs didn't necessarily go anywhere for yeah. me. There was less structure. It was a little too, you know, they were experimenting with this and that. I was just mm-hmm. kind of like, so, but yeah, but that that front end of them is yeah. probably some of the best music for me probably of all yeah. time. Yeah, and, and I think it's like a little bit of a curse too because I think that OK Computer was just so good oh. and it was just such a perfect album. Oh, I'm and so happy to hear you say that yeah, and it because was that just, restores my faith. No, it's, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. Like Karma Police is one of my oh. favorite songs of all time. Um, and I just think like that when you have something that's like that good, what else do you have to follow up with that? Like, that's what makes me like Phoebe Bridgers. Now I think that's someone who I might follow blindly a little bit, but but I'm like so scared because Punisher was such a good album and there was no skips on it, you know? I'm so scared that she's going to drop her third album and it's going to be like, I'm going to hate it. Cause like (laughs) she's barely cutting it. Cause like the new, the boy genius EP that came out a couple of years ago was incredible, you know? And we bought the tick, like me, Ren and Kate are going, got this like $700 like trip to go see boy genius. And, um, not even like the tickets were alone, like 800 and, um, or like, I don't know, like whatever they were, it was the whole thing. It's just super expensive. And that's my whole point that I'm trying to push here. But, um, yeah, you know, and then we listened to the new Boy Genius album, and I was like, mm, not that good. And now here we are, like $15,000 in debt to go see Boy Genius, and then it's, like, not even that good. So now I'm so scared. And, and I'll give, like, I think I would give anybody, like, the grace of, like, a, a clunker. But yeah. unfortunately what starts mm-hmm. to happen is if, you, you know, there's then there's a trend. There have actually been very yeah. few bands where I think have really... Mm-hmm evolved into a place where it's like and then all of a sudden it's like whoa Mm -hmm. um i think some bands maybe have done it but yeah you know um but i mean most bands like they just good for them if they just knew who they are and they just do their thing and if they if they have if they have that much life in them and then they can keep yeah you know they can keep coming back to it and you know generate their generational that's Mm -hmm. That's like crazy. Yeah, um, I just I think that's a good note to just like kind of end that on yes. a little bit. So yes. I do have one more question. I like to ask all of my guests this: If you had the attention of the world for five minutes, what would you say? Uh well, if I had the attention of the world, which we know they're all listening. They're <laughs> oh, all totally! Listening. All like eight of my listeners. All yeah, listening. everybody. Um. We are just in a crazy time, mm-hmm. and I, I just want to tell you, this was amazing. I'm so I, glad. I enjoyed this 
this made my semester. This was awesome to Aww. be able to sit here and talk to you yeah. about stuff, and I don't have to sit here and talk about being a dean and stuff like that. Yeah. We could just talk about music, which is amazing. So yeah, sorry you. I kind of grilled you a little bit at oh, the beginning. Okay. I, I just no, like to no, always I know. know you want part of what you're doing here is you want people to know who who we are, which I really yeah. appreciate. I think it's mm-hmm. awesome, and I want people to know me. Yeah, but um, I I think we need to get to a point where we can actually mm-hmm. talk. We can have conversations. We can talk, you know, everything is so, like, there's so little conversation about anything. Mm -hmm. And I think people are really scared to disagree. And I just would love if we could get back to a point where we can, we can do that. We can talk. We can, and I think there's a lot of reasons, there's a lot of reasons why people don't talk anymore. And I think Mm -hmm. part of, you know, technology and stuff like that is part of that. But like, let's have conversations. Let's learn about each other. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, like, if I don't agree with you or you have a certain thought, I don't want to demonize you. Yeah. I want to, I just want to get to know you. I want to understand, hey, where's that come from? Mm-hmm. Why, why, and this is why I believe what I believe. And, yeah. Um, there's just not, there's just so little of that anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think we need to learn to talk and yeah. learn about each other and appreciate each other and, you know, just try to live good, happy lives. Definitely. And I think that's so important. And you're right, you know, with the internet and everything is that I think just listening to people instead of just automatically pointing fingers and screaming at people. And um, it's just so important. And I think empathy plays into that as well. And just putting yourself in other people's shoes. And I I always blame the pandemic for everything, but I don't know what it is, but people all of a sudden – don't know how to interact with others and well, i don't want to blame covid for everything but it, it we kind of can i mean it, yeah. it really was it caused a major shift in mm-hmm. this world um, yeah i mean it cannot be avoided so yeah. it had long lasting long lasting impact on a lot of people for yeah. many 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 different reasons so yeah but i and i i too i totally agree though i think it's very important that we just listen to others yeah. and just yeah. you know and um Thank you again for Thank coming. Thank you. Thanks um, for having me. And this was awesome. Don't be a stranger. I will not. All right. All right. Thank you. That was so nice. This is awesome. Yeah, that was really cool.